Jock the System. Welcome to Dank Discussions with me, Calican CEO Maynard Breslow. In each episode, you'll learn from the trailblazers, leaders, entrepreneurs, and influencers in the ever-moving, ever-growing cannabis industry. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Dank Discussions. Today, we're joined by Josie Orr. Josie is the CEO of Hugs Wellness. Thanks for joining us today, Josie. Uh, no problem. Thank you for having me. No, yeah, it was good, man. You know, we're uh, trying to, uh, you know, chase you down for a while. I love what you guys are doing, and we're going to talk about a lot of cool stuff. You know, for you know, we're talking about here about uh, uh, your story, obviously, and uh, how it ties into recovery. Um, talking about the war on drugs, and we're going to be talking about uh, your funny Twitter account and, uh, and and marketing. How you guys have been able to shift. Kind of a little bit in COVID, but um, you know, so it'll be a good conversation here. Uh, but I guess start off, uh, to start off easy. Can you um, let our listeners know where you're based out of today? Uh, yeah, so like you said, I'm, I'm Josie Orr, I'm the CEO of Hugs Wellness, and we're a small company but growing, and we're based out of Austin, Texas. Awesome, well, man, and I saw uh, you used to be based in, uh, in California, mm-hmm. right? Just personally. What, what, what was behind like the move between California and Austin? I mean, Austin's a cool city, Boston city, young city. Yeah. Um, a couple of reasons. One, um, and probably the biggest reason is that, uh, it just costs way too much to run a business in California. Um, so cost savings in terms of rent, in terms of shipping, in terms of taxes, I mean, pretty much across the board we just felt like Austin was a better home base for us. And, um, and it has been, it really has been. So and Austin, when you say us, who are you referring to? Uh, myself and my coworkers, my team. So you moved the whole team out there or is it just something that you, that you built over there in Austin? Um, yeah, some of the salespeople stayed in LA. Um, most of the team moved, my business partners and I all moved. Um, and so, and we've hired a few people um, down here in Austin as well to sort of build our team down here. Cool, man. Cool. And, uh, you know, tell me about, you know, obviously cannabis space, CBD. Uh, it's not so easy to navigate. Tell me about your experience with cannabis, your CBD. Tell me about your journey in the space and how we got to Hugs Wellness. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, I guess if, if we really want to, kind of go back and I can talk to you yeah, about how sure. I found CBD. For sure. Um, so um, some people that follow me already know this story, but I've been uh, sober for almost 10 years now. Woo. And so, um, thank you. Uh, when I got sober at age 20 and I'm 30 now, basically, you know, I still had trouble sleeping and, and I still had anxiety and things like that. And I really did not want to get, uh, go and get prescribed to Ambien or Xanax or anything that I kind of felt was too habit forming or Uh too, too heavy duty for the lifestyle that I was, I was now living. And so, uh, I had heard about CBD at the time I was living in LA and I had tried some CBD products and I thought that they were effective um and uh, and that they really helped me and i've always even though i'm sober i've always viewed um cannabis in general in a very positive light 
I, I think for most people, it's a very healing, uh, very positive things in the thing in their life. And so, um, when I, when I tried it and it worked for me, uh, and I started, you know, kind of investigating what was out there in the industry. And then, you know, they signed the farm bill and it became legal federally. I was like, you know what, this is something that I want to do. And I think I can create this brand that's just more accessible in terms of price point, in terms of the way that we branded the product, everything else that was out there kind of felt at the time, very medical. And I didn't want to create a brand that felt very medical. I wanted something that was easy and happy. And, you know, it's something that you wanted to add to your skincare routine or add to your smoothie in the morning. And so that's kind of how Hugs was born from that sort of viewpoint. Uh, great. And thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, and, um, you know, and congrats, like I said, on the, on the sobriety. Now, you know, going back a little bit, um, if you're comfortable, you know, uh, did you have like experience with cannabis while you were using or anything like that or before? Yeah, smoke like weed that? every day. Oh yeah, and since so, and since you've been sober in the last ten years, is like the cannabis use? You know, because I'm always interested. In, first, first and foremost, if you haven't heard a podcast with us before, you know, recovery is something that's very dear to me and to my fiance and in our company in general. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and uh, you know, my fiance is sober. Um, you know, but cannabis is part of her daily use, you know, and, uh, and that's great, you know, and it's, you know, I'm not, uh, in recovery for drugs and alcohol per se, but, um, you know, I obviously, you know, believe in the power of the plant and, you know, in all different forms of, of cannabis. Um, but, you know, I guess, uh, so it's all, and we've talked about this in, in other episodes with other guests as well, but it's always interesting to me. Um, and always, I think brings a lot of value because there are a lot of people out there that struggle with this as well. Um, you know, was that something that you're sober with now? Um, and it's, uh, you know, cannabis, or is that something that you're still, okay, cool. It's a different thing. It's not the same, um, from what I was talking about before. Um, it, it's certainly true that, uh, the, the harder drugs are what got me sober. Uh -huh. Um, but when I got sober, I went through, uh, AA 12 step program. Uh -huh. And, and so there you kind of, you abstain from all mind-altering substances right mm -hmm. so exactly um so there's you know people view recovery in in different ways mine was complete abstinence from from everything uh -huh. um whereas like you were um your girlfriend or fiance um she still smokes weed now i i i have no judgment on that whatsoever because uh -huh. it's about what works for the individual uh -huh. right a a is has benefited my life greatly however uh i also know that aa and and other 12-step programs do not have a monopoly on recovery or sobriety and so different strokes for different folks that's what worked for me and um and i still maintain that to this day like i don't smoke weed anymore mm -hmm. um I never rule out that, you know, maybe one day when I'm, you know, 70, I might, but as of today, uh, I have no real inclination to do it. And I think CBD kind of, I believe that full spectrum CBD provides a lot of the health benefits of THC, um, without the psychoactive effects. And that's what kind of works for me. So, yeah. No, that's great. And, you know, like I said, thanks for sharing that. And, um, you know, uh, 
like you said, it's one day at a time, you know what I mean? And, um, but I definitely don't want to trigger or anything like that. Just to me, it's, Oh no, worse. no, I'm good. And, uh, and, 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 uh, and also, you know, uh, so, you know, with CBD, you know, I've also, would your sponsor have give you any pushback on CBD or was it, or any stigma associated with that as well? That it's, it's, uh, you know, part of the part of cannabis in general. Uh, certainly for how, some how people, have they seen that because some people are just like oh my gosh no you cannot benefit from this whatsoever i've seen that you know, uh, yeah i mean cer- certainly some people believe that um my sponsor does not um and so yeah i mean i think uh i'm a bit of a naturopath myself so i kind of like to go the holistic route for yeah. a lot of you know minor ailments um and so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's benefited me. That's 100%. Uh, and my sponsor didn't mind it. And so, although there are some that do, I mean, different, like I said, different strokes for different folks. I mean, everybody has their own kind of set of beliefs. So, um, but for me, I think CBD is, is great. Amazing. No, that's great. And, um, yeah, definitely, you know, and, and I, I hear what you're saying too, about getting what we what we're actually looking for. Um, from the full spectrum and uh, for me that's kind of been kind of the thing as well you know going from being uh, you know smoking weed every day for 15 years um, and then now you know my, my fiance smokes weed every day and it's, and it's great and I smoke when I want to but it's the CBD that's part of my daily regimen you know and that I found is uh, that's what I was always looking for anyways you know it was mm-hmm. it wasn't uh, the psychoactive aspect it was uh, you know we all have an endocannabinoid system and our body chemistry is all different um, but, uh, for me, it's, it's definitely been a big help. So that's, that's amazing. Um, yeah, like I said, thanks for sharing that and your vulnerability mm-hmm. with that and, uh, for your recovery as well. Um, cause I think uh, there's a lot of, you know, we talk about stigma a mm-hmm. lot on this podcast. You know, there's a lot of stigma associated with cannabis. There's a lot of stigma associated with CBD, uh, what it is, what it isn't. And there's a lot of stigma associated with recovery and 12 step programs as well. Um, and people say, you know, oh, well, you're, uh, you're how can you actually recover if you're always saying you're an addict and how can you blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you know, like you said, you know, different strokes for different folks. Maybe it didn't work for you, but mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely worked for me and it's worked for countless people, you know, as well. So. Um, yeah. Take what you need and leave the rest. Yeah, exactly. I noticed when I was doing research on your company, you know, tying into recovery, you guys um, donate your proceeds, some of your proceeds to 10,000 beds. Can you talk to me what that means to you? Um, what is 10,000 beds and what does that mean to you kind of, uh, you know, to, to give some of your proceeds back into, into, uh, recovery? Uh, yeah. And I can kind of answer, uh, both that and, and what you had begun to ask about the war on drugs. They kind of lead right into each other. So, uh, I can, I can, uh, check off both boxes here with my answer, although it may be a little lengthy. So, um, yeah, so when we were creating hubs, um, we, we knew that we wanted it to be a mission driven brand. I think, um, our generation is more likely to support a brand with a social mission. Uh And it's also just the type of company that I wanted to create. I wanted to create something that gave back. So, we had found uh, 10,000 beds and there are this, this great little charity that does um, very helpful work in terms of basically what they do 
is they match people up with scholarships to get into rehab and then they pay for their airfare to get to the rehab if they need it, wow. uh, any medications that they need in that first month that they're in treatment. Um, and they really help people in that regard. And, um, and so that, that was a natural place for us to kind of donate to and a huge part of it and how it ties into the war on drugs is that we believe, and I believe that rehabilitation is a much smarter, safer and healthier play than incarceration. And so the war on drugs is a uh, pretty racist and no doubt about and, it and B um, a complete disaster and waste of taxpayer dollars. And so you have um, this war on drugs that's become very big business and disproportionately affects people of color and mostly, you know, puts nonviolent offenders behind bars. I mean, you're talking about people who are, you know, if you're smoking crack or if you're doing heroin or these things, you're not typically a violent person. You're typically a sick person. And what you need is treatment, not being thrown in jail and having that on your record and never being able to really break yourself out of that cycle. And, and so anything that we can do that helps more people who need it get into treatment, as opposed to stay out there on the streets and have a higher likelihood of getting sucked up into the system. That's what we want to do. And so that's why we donate to 10,000 beds. And that's why our company standpoint is that, effectively the war on drugs is an epic failure um and it hurts people more than it helps them so yeah yeah i'm right about that you know and um you know you talk about the the racism behind it, it it's incredible you know obviously uh, as you know opiates heroin um the um you know this epidemic doesn't discriminate you know what i mean it doesn't discriminate between uh white people black people rich poor um, but what you see in expression is the is children of rich white dudes, rich white people, you know, uh, it's like, oh man, this is horrible. Look at how they're affected. Um, you know, he's a good boy and, um, you know, we need to get him the help that he needs and what happened, where did we go wrong or blah, blah, blah. And then when you see somebody, um, you know, a, a poor black person with it, oh, he's a criminal you know, well, why can't you just follow the law? This is illegal, you know, and, um, and, and it's just a viewpoint of it, you know, just in terms of the way that it's, it's structured in our minds, um, you know, the way that we're raised to, to look at it. And like you were saying, that's great about 10,000 beds, you know, because I think um, the people who, who, who have, um, their kids get treatment, right? They get good treatment, right? They're able to, to ship them, you know, send them to Florida, Utah, anywhere else, and, uh, and give them what they need for rehabilitation, right? And a lot of people don't have access to that. Um, you know, the cost, everything like that. Um, and that's even besides the, the racist, uh, you know, how, how uh, our country wants to keep people incarcerated. You know, it's mm -hmm. big business, like, you, like we were talking about before, um, out there. And uh, people really benefit from it. And they need to keep, you know, talk about 10,000 beds. They need to keep those beds filled as well, um, those jails, and keep that system rolling. Um, so it's amazing that they go to people who can't afford, um, you know, the, the rehabilitation that they need. And, mm -hmm. um, and uh, so that's great. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, I, I mean, it's just a, it's a strong mission statement and one that we're very ideologically uh, aligned with. Uh-huh. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm always going to beat that drum no matter what I'm doing. It, it's just like, if someone can get into treatment, they have a fighting shot at, at sending their life on a different trajectory. Whereas when you put them in, in prison, um, and especially people of color who are charged disproportionately uh, compared to, you know, white kids like me, um, you know, it's uh, the, the trajectory, of, trajectory of your life post-prison as opposed to post-rehab are two very, very different things. Rehab doesn't follow you around the way that prison does. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and yeah. you know, that's, uh, that's kind of what our focus is and what 10,000 beds focuses. So, um, yeah, that's really that. No, that's great. And, you know, you mentioned there the importance of social entrepreneurship, you know, mm-hmm. and brands associating with that and, um, you know, how our, our generation, they look at that. Right. And I think, uh, some of the bigger companies have t- kind of taken, uh, have kind of grabbed onto that. Um, maybe not for the, you know, you kind of see these memes about, uh, you know, okay, I'm going to put a, uh, a, you know, a black uh, square up on our, on our thing, or I'm going to, you know, make our logo a rainbow for, for June and okay, I've done it right. Like, okay, everybody will know that we are a socially conscious uh, company, right. And it's kind of just kind of piggybacking off of that. Um, You know, you've explained a little bit, you know, because of your experience and what it is, but talk to me about that. Like, how important is that to that that you lead with that? Not just because of your own personal experience, right? Which is important, but for you know making a better world and for um, you know future generations and what it means. Like you said, our generation thinks about this stuff, and it's something that we we buy based on this. We use our dollar to vote. Um, so talk to me about that. Yeah, uh, I mean, you said it. We we vote every day. Um, you know, I, and I've said this, you know, on my personal social media quite a few times recently that, you know, you vote every day, not just at the voting booth, um, who you spend your money with that matters. Um, who you spend your time with is a vote for, for the type of people that you want in your life. Um, all of those things contribute towards the society that you want to live in. So if you support companies that, you know, that don't give back or that don't share your values, you're helping them stay around. And I understand that it's, um, for some people, it's not always an option to spend your dollars wherever you want. Um, yeah, that's, uh, that's another thing of, you know, uh, a privilege that we have. Those of us who, you know, can have extra, you know, it's uh, socioeconomics is definitely playing that as well. For, for sure. Um, and I just encourage everybody to just, you know, try and be as thoughtful as you can and do what's within your power to make the world the place that you want to live in. Um, everybody, it's all relative. Everybody can do different things. Everybody has unique strengths. Everybody has something that they can contribute and whatever that is, is good enough as long as you're doing it. Um, so yeah, I, I just I think that that it all kind of ties in with that philosophy of, of like every day you wake up and you have you you have a choice uh, of who you want to be in relation to the world and how you want to contribute to it. So 
and I think that that's very, very powerful and empowering. So, um, yeah. All right, but I don't know. Um, you know, this is this is uh, obviously something that's so important to Hugs Wellness. You know, uh, first of all, tell me what go what where the name Hugs Wellness is. It is it just this this whole concept kind of at play? You know, Hugs. Um, uh, or is there something else with it? Oh, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. We were just. Um, I swear to God, the hardest uh, the hardest part about creating a company is coming up with a good name for it. Mm-hmm. And we went back and forth for like a couple days and then my business partner Brady he was like how about hugs and I was like perfect so um and we just wanted a name that conveyed what we're trying to do like I said we want to build the happiest little company that we can build um in terms of what it's like to work for us and in terms of what it's like to use our products like it's all kind of goes back to happiness that's the root of it um, you know, it can be, you know, relief of anxiety, but ultimately that leads back to happiness. So, um, yeah. So we thought hugs was a fitting name. Oh cool. yeah. And, um, you know, uh, you know, hugs, you know, we've talked about kind of this socially driven and, uh, you and your story and, and what's kind of behind it. Um, but you know, something else that's important and obviously important in the industry as a whole, right. But we see a lot of, um, shortcuts, let's call it, you know, if we want to be nice about it, you know, in mm-hmm. the industry, talk to me about like your products, you know, you talk about the, the, it's about honesty and transparency and high quality. But what, what does that mean in, um, you know, in practice? Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. And it's, um, look, it's pretty simple and straightforward. Um, I think for a lot of people navigating the world of CBD can be very, very, um, overwhelming because there's a lot of it out there. Um, and it's as a consumer, how do you differentiate? How do you figure out, you know, what's good, what's high quality and what is not. And we kind of felt like, okay, if we can be very transparent, we can build a good brand that people trust and know. And it's really as simple as like just sending your products to a third party lab and having that lab run tests so that you know that it's a clean product, that you know that the potency levels, um, if I tell you that there's 500 milligrams of CBD in a bottle, that there is. Um, and, And so for us, you know, we had kind of entered the market during a phase where there was like a lot of fraudulent brands kind of getting outed. Uh And so it was very easy to say, well, we want to be the opposite of that. We don't want to be one of those people. So we need to go through, you know, this process to make sure that a, our manufacturing partners are up to snuff that B our products are good. I mean, that's, that's the most important thing is, is your product good and doesn't make customers happy. And, um, and so we, we send every product, every batch gets third-party lab tested for potency, mycotoxins, heavy metals, pesticides, residual solvents. And, um, we haven't had any issues yet, but if, you know, we did a production run and we got something back that wasn't good, then we would handle that internally. It would never see the light of day. Uh-huh. So, um, but 
people have gotten pretty good. The good manufacturers are pretty on top of their stuff. And, and now that, you know, the government regulates it more, it's become safer and safer. There's certainly still some bad actors out there, but I think that they're starting to go away. Yeah. Um, and, Especially and, uh, during, during this time, COVID, I think, did a, you know. For sure. Uh, the cream rises to the top, as mm-hmm. they say. So, yeah, that was really it. Very good. And, uh, no, it's, it's so important, like you said, you know, there's, uh, there's people out there who, um, who are bad actors, and, uh, and it sucks. You know, we talk about stigma and education, and that's hard enough. And then when you get people that are like, oh, I tried it, didn't do anything, or, you know, didn't get the results that people are talking about or what I was expecting. And there can be mm-hmm. a lot of variables in that, but then you kind of look at the company or what they're looking at, and, and you see, okay, well, there's a lot of issues here with the, with the products that you're actually using. You know, and, right. and, and then people just automatically, um, you know, how many people aren't even speaking up or trying it again, right? They're just saying, oh, no, it's, it's not good, you know, kind of thing, and then talking about it. Um, so uh, we kind of get both sides, um, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and, and there's still a lot of education that needs to go down. I mean, you know, a lot of people, you know, especially people who have smoked weed in their lives, like they're used to, you know, when you smoke weed and then you're stumped. Yeah. And so you have this sort of instant, uh, instant change in, in how you feel. Whereas CBD, you know, it's, it's best when you're taking it every day, you allow it to build up and interact with your endocannabinoid system. And, you know, there are some people that take it and they feel relief immediately. And there are some people who they found that it, that they noticed the changes after two weeks of taking it. So Mm -hmm. If there's no one size fits all approach, and that's sort of what we have to kind of convey as a company to people is like, you know, we can't sit here and tell you that like if you take exactly this amount, that's going to fix this for you. But what we can say is that here's what a collective of people have said and how they've experienced it. And we encourage you to just take it every day and pay attention to your body and pay attention to how you feel and see if things improve for you, whatever you need to get from it. And um, I mean, you know, we did a a poll of of our customers recently, and the two things that they said that our products helped them the most with was number one was anxiety, Uh um, and then number two was sleep, and number three was pain in that order. but anxiety and sleep were the two that was the biggest proportion of what our respondents said. So that's amazing. I mean, uh, you know, we talk about um, kind of having to navigate through all the red tape, right? All the things we can say, can say, um, yeah, you know, all that, and uh, you know, no one gets slapped on the wrist or even worse. You know, uh, talk talk to me about that process of, of that survey. You know, is it something that you reach out to every single customer that you had? Um, was it something that they were able to fill in what they had or you kind of like, um, you know, put the multiple choices there or talk to me about yeah. that process. Cause I think, you know, we talk about, uh, you know, there is a lot of research that has been done. There's other research that is being done. Um, you know, but it's, it's so important, I think for people to kind of see, um, and hear the stories themselves as well. What's going on. Yeah. So, I mean, basically we just sent it out to uh, a bunch of our customers. That was really it. Not all of them yet. We're doing it in two batches. So, um, yeah. And then it's just kind of a 10 question thing. You know, how would you rate hugs? Uh, how would you, 
you know, how likely are you to recommend it to a friend? And we scored very high in all those marks. Uh, we have a pretty good repeat purchase rate. So the, that kind of tells you that people feel that it's working for them. Uh, and then also just, you know, multiple choice questions like, why do you take this? How old are you? Um, you know, when, when's your birthday? So we can send you a birthday gift. Uh, and then just, you know, like any additional feedback and it, and it was overwhelmingly positive. Um, very, very positive. I think we averaged over nine points for all the, all the scores so far. Um, and now we kind of just want to take that, that feedback that we got from people. You know, there was a few people that said, you know, can you add a subscription aspect so that I don't have to even think about it? It can just come. And so we're building the subscription and the auto ship aspect of our website out right now. And, um, you know, a lot of people are like, I don't really have any feedback to, to give you other than like, I like the products, like don't change anything, you know? So, um, that's sort of basically comes from us knowing that the, the that the best way to grow a, a company, the best way to improve upon your product offering is by talking to your customers. And I think a lot of people, a lot of companies don't do it enough because they struggle with being vulnerable and hearing something that maybe they don't want to hear. Um, but for us, it's like, we want to build the best brand possible. So if there's something that we could be doing better, we, we just want to hear about it. Uh -huh. um, so, so far from that cohort of customers, we have very good reviews. We'll see what the next batch has to say as well um, and kind of go from there. Very good. I love that, you know, and, um, you know, talk, hearing you and talking about the way you guys run the company in general, um, you know, and, um, you know, hearing about setting up the subscriptions and, you know, setting up the auto ship, which I think is super important. Um, you know, the way that we found you, right, we found you through, through Twitter. We loved what you guys were doing. And I was like, oh my gosh, uh, these guys these are really funny. You know what I mean? And I wasn't uh, sure who was doing the, um, you know, doing the tweets because the tweets are engaging. They're funny. Um, they got, a, you know, you got a lot of stuff going on for you, you know? And then, uh, you know, when we we're talking off air, you're telling me, um, yeah, we got a, we got a girl that does that, you know? And, and I look yeah. at your operation. You guys have a lot of stuff like on, on point, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and then you see people who are maybe struggling and they're, they don't have the same presence. They don't have the same investment. Is, is, is marketing and the look of your company, is that something that's super important to you? Is that something that you guys like kind of emphasized on? Um, yeah, I mean, we have a very small team um, that, that works on, on hugs. And uh, Aaron is our, uh, is our Twitter girl. And she does a great job. And I, I found her because I actually had followed her personal account uh, at pant leg, um, on Twitter and she's so funny. And I just thought like, and I realized she lived in Austin. And so I was like, Oh my gosh, I should reach out to her and see if she, you know, needs work or anything like that because she's, I think she'd be a great fit for our brand voice that we're trying to build. And I went and I interviewed her and, um, we made her an offer and she accepted and she's done a great job and the Twitter's slowly uh, growing every month and, and hopefully, um, you know, it'll, it'll grow much faster. Hopefully more people will find out how funny it is. Yeah. Um, 
And so, yeah, but we, we just kind of have a team I and mean, we, we haven't spent a lot of dollars on marketing. We spent the bulk of our dollars on kind of going to trade shows and, and just kind of getting face to face with people. But in the new COVID world, you're not really doing that anymore. Um, and so we've kind of switched to be more digitally focused. Uh, although our, pro our products should be going, um, you know, into more and more big box retailers over the course of 2020. Um, right now, because of the, the shape of things in, in the USA and in the country with uh, COVID-19, it's just been a shift to how do we grow our direct-to-consumer business? How do we scale this channel? And so uh, we're learning all the time. We don't do things perfectly. Uh, you know, we're not necessarily geniuses. So a lot of it's just being persistent and consistent. Wow. So, yeah, very good. Um, yeah, like I said, you know, the, just the look of your branding and everything is uh, it looks really good. And um, so that's what brings that up. Now, what what has been your biggest obstacle? I mean, you talk about um, you know the trade shows um, and how I mean everybody who's in the trade shows, you know, obviously that put a big kibosh or people who are um, you know the, the conventions and and so many different things where that was people's main bread and butter, you know, and how they've been affected, um, you know, and having to get on online, you know, um, talk to me about your process with that as well. Um, yeah, I mean, look, it's, uh, it doesn't matter if you're in CBD or you're in skincare, it doesn't really matter what the business is. It's just, it's always going to be hard, right? Like building a company is just a very difficult, task and there's always going to be obstacles and learning opportunities and um i think i mean it's important to have co-founders uh to share the emotional burden with oh yeah i think i think um i think in terms of very, more specific to our brand and and cbd obstacles i mean the biggest one is just that there was such a boom of CBD companies uh, over the last year since it's been legalized, everybody and their brother has been starting a CBD brand. Um, and the barrier to entry is not that high. Um, it's not very hard to just throw a CBD company together, but because there's so much competition, you really have to try and position yourself in a way that, that stands out to people. And, and you need to talk to your customers and you need to figure out what's working and what isn't. And you then from there, you just constantly are iterating and changing and testing new things and getting feedback. And you have to become comfortable with that process. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of little obstacles. Uh, the biggest one has just been that, you know, you got to stick out, um, through in a very crowded space with a lot of noise. Um, and we've done an okay job of it and we're just trying to continue to improve every day. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, I, I mean, that would, that would be what I would say is the biggest obstacle so far. Um, uh -huh. There's tons of learning curves. When you work with the bigger stores, they have certain ways that you need to learn how to ship it, how to pack it and do all this stuff. And, and so you think like, oh, we're in the big time now, but you know, there's a lot to learn. Um, and that's just a, that's a daily practice. You're always, you always have to be learning. You can't think that you know everything. You have to be, have some humility. So. 
Oh, for sure. That ties into exactly what we were talking about at the beginning. You know, recovery, everything is all about humility and um, success in business is the same, you know, and uh, you see that uh, the great philosopher Snoop Dogg says, you know, everything comes out of the wash, <laughs> you know. So I think uh, you see people that look like they're successful or doing well and then uh, kind of the bottom falls out. We don't wish that upon anybody, but, you know, definitely mm-hmm. talk about a crowded space um, and everybody and their brother kind of uh, stepping into CBD and the, the quote green rush. And you see now that, you know, the market's correcting itself, you know, very much mm-hmm. so. And, and the people who, who came in here just for a money grab, um, you know, they're, get, they're getting weeded out because they don't have the passion for it, right? They, they didn't get in for the right reasons anyways. Um, right. And uh, so we're seeing it constantly all the time. Um, but uh, so, so in a way, you know, it, it always works out to people who, who have, stick around and, uh, you know, you talk about sticking out amongst the crowd and stuff. Um, but, yeah, definitely that's so important. It's just, you know, ha- just sticking around, you know, sticking out yeah. and, and still being in it. You know what I mean? It's, uh, it's like the adage of chip in a chair, you know. And, uh, <laughs> My business partner always says that. Always yeah. Chip in a chair. yeah. <laughs> I, always, I always just say, you know, you got to stay in the ring long enough and eventually you'll get your opportunity to throw a knockout punch. Yeah. You got to yeah. stay in the ring. So, uh, but yeah, I love, love that chip in a chair. Yeah. You say that, you know, it's, uh, it goes a long way and I gotta be honest. And, uh, some people are like, what, what do you mean? It's like, I oh, don't worry about it. It's uh, a <laughs> poker term, you know, poker term, but, um, Correct. Yeah, man. And uh, so what can we expect from hugs in the future? You know, a lot of stuff going on, obviously I love, like I said, what you guys are doing, um, socially and, uh, you know, with, with the consciousness of the company and moving mm-hmm. forward. You know, what can we expect from, from Hugs moving forward? Um, yeah, we're just uh, right now, the big focus is we're really kind of expanding our clean skincare offering. Most of our customers are women. Oh. So um, we're trying to just kind of live in that nexus of both CBD and clean skincare and develop some really nice uh, skincare products. So we have that coming uh, we have a few out right now, and then we have some more skincare products and clean face oils coming out uh, in the very next few weeks. So cool. um, we're excited about that. And then just continuing to to build upon the foundation that we've set for ourselves in this first year. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, you said that a lot of your uh, customers are, are female. Is that kind of by design? You know, I look at your branding and, and I definitely got that kind of feel just in general. Um, you know, uh, just kind of what you're going for. Um, is that something that you guys wanted to do or is some kind of, the, the, it's just kind of happened that way and you guys kind of, the, the, you know, uh, pivoted in that direction? A little, a little bit of both. Um, so, somewhat intentional um, because that's where we felt there was a great opportunity and we kind of felt like um, that there wasn't enough out there at that time catering um towards women but we we really view it as a as a gender neutral brand and um i mean look there's some great female founders out there with great products in the cbd world um who make products that are specifically geared towards women we kind of think anybody can use our products i mean i use our i use our clay mass and our skincare products all the time i love it uh-huh. and i'm you know beard tattoos you know um i uh i don't it's I funny don't man i need to see a picture of that you know with the clay mask you know over the uh, 
Yeah, I, listen, I'll post one soon. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's just kind of taken shape that way that that women seem to be a little bit more attracted to our branding and our brand um, and our messaging. So, uh, but we're we're happy to serve anybody with CBD who who wants it. So, very good, man. Yeah, so exciting. Yeah, I see here, um, you know, skin offering stuff coming out soon. I was being a lookout for that definitely um now you know considering everything you've been through and ups downs and um, you know moves and company and everything like that um you know it's a question i ask everybody but i'm really interested to hear what you have to say you know how do you define success whether professionally personally existentially what does success look like for you i think no matter what um the easiest way to find gratification in life is just by setting goals and then working to achieve them. But they can be anything from health to finances to whatever. I just think that the process of of setting goals for yourself and trying to improve, that's a win. Now, that's going to mean something different to every person, right? I may have certain financial goals. The, the, The person next to me might think, I don't really care about finances. I really want to, you know, my goal is to, to be, you know, a mountain man and and build a cabin for myself. You know, as long as you're kind of setting things to strive towards that make you happy, that's what success looks like to me. Amazing. Amazing. I think that's so important. I think that's something um, I can definitely do better. And I have, we have, uh, you know, having, I'm grateful for this, you know, quote, success we've had and everything, but that aspect of setting goals, right? That aspect of, um, of having something, we're always having something we're working for and taking baby steps and, and moving it, you know what I mean? But, uh, but definitely having that intention and um, creating that, that thing that you're striving for, I think is so important. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, thanks for sharing that. No problem. My uh, pleasure. Uh, and, you know, getting ready to wrap up here but as we close you know how can our listeners find out more about hugs um buy your products and connect with you uh you can find us uh at hugs wellness on pretty much all social channels but particularly instagram and twitter uh and from there you can find the website you can dm us you can do whatever you want from the social channels and we'll uh, we'll respond. Um, we'll answer any questions that you have. If you want to get some products and, uh, that's usually also where we share discount codes too. So sweet. Yeah. So check, check that out. We're um, going to, uh, we'll have that linked here in the description of this episode. So check that out. Um, and it's been a pleasure, man. You know, it's, uh, really good to connect, you know, and we, we really strive to bring on people who, uh, uh, you know, who are socially conscious and, you know, have a great story to tell, but I really uh, enjoyed hearing your story and uh, hearing what you guys are doing with the hugs. You know, it's really awesome stuff, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me and thank you guys for, uh, for finding us. And, um, of course, if you ever, ever need anything, just, uh, feel free to reach on out. For sure. Definitely. And, uh, everybody else. Thanks. Thanks for listening, everybody. And, uh, thanks again, Josie, for joining me. Good luck to you and the rest of 2020 and beyond. All right. Great. Thank you. We at Calican are passionate about cannabis marketing, branding, and web design. If you're a cannabis entrepreneur and you know you need an uptick in business, 
or an upgrade in the way your customers perceive you, come check us out at calican.com and schedule a time to speak with us today. Thanks for listening in to Dank Discussions, and we are so grateful for each and every one of you. We want to continue making dank content you want, so give us some feedback about the topics you want covered. Feel free to reach out to us at grow at calican.com. That's C-A-L-A-C-A-N-N.com. And follow us on Instagram for our latest updates.